0: Hey Deviants! Spooky season is alive and well, still here on today's episode of Dark and Devious.
1: Uh, Yes, that's right. Uh, Halloween may be finished, but it will forever live rent-free in my head. Um, (laughs) Spooky season never ends in my life. Right, the calendar is just a a suggestion. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like, just, just because October 31st is over doesn't mean Halloween has to be over.
1: Doesn't mean the love of my life is gone. It's just temporarily ignored by all the other holidays which yesterday i it was sad actually taking down all my halloween stuff um and you know the decorations just add so much more to like both the inside and the outside of my house so when i took them down this morning like i went and i was walking through the living room into the kitchen i'm like it's so empty and sad where are my spooky spooks where are my <laughs> My witches and my cats and my skeletons, where did they all go? Well, but, I, I take it your husband will let you keep them up all year round? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's nice to have changing, like um, bringing out the Midwestern housewife that I am. It's nice to rotate things, you know, different seasonal objects for different times of year
0: uh yeah mm-hmm. i I went to a great little uh backyard get together here recently, and these friends of mine they go all out for Halloween and it really it looks like something out of a magazine um uh, it is it, it was nothing short of just incredible like every room in the house, even the bathroom had great Halloween accents um their yard was incredible with giant spiders and a graveyard and complete with spooky fog rolling in um that is really goals for me i um i really really would love to even pale in comparison
1: to that (laughs) yeah um you mentioned you didn't really have like any scary halloween stuff um and you didn't want to because it's your first you know Halloween your new house new neighborhood um I was in the mindset I was like this is my first year in my ha- new house in my new neighborhood like I'm gonna let people know <laughs> that this is the spooky house even though I was outdone, that's okay it's a little friendly competition when it comes to
0: when it comes to Halloween decorations you know it's it's all in good fun because you're you're building up the uh the spooky community in your neighborhood
1: yes yes okay. i like the way you put that um but then someone a few blocks over already has all their christmas stuff up and i'm like no sir
0: you know what, what you need. You thinking? what you need to do is you need to have spooky uh christmas decorations like you need like a skeleton
1: santa on your roof I mean, I could just decorate the front yard with the characters from Nightmare Before Christmas. That would carry over all the way from October to New Year's. Yeah, there's I, I see no flaw in this plan. I'm all about
0: this. <laughs> um. So you could you could have your own kind of creepy take on the other ho- holidays, like just sprinkle in a little bit of Halloween magic.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for like for Thanksgiving, instead of putting out like an inflatable turkey, just throw a dead turkey in the yard. <laughs> Why not? That uh, you might, uh, knowing
0: <laughs> the kind of critters that live in your neck of the woods, uh, you might attract some wild dogs. And probably we already know that you've had issues with Mm-mm. roaming dogs.
1: Uh huh. That's not pleasant. Don't want that again. No. And also, I really don't feel like paying an HOA violation. So Yeah, um,
0: no good. It was funny that you mentioned turkeys though. I was just checking out or I was just um shopping at the my new Trader Joe's location that I'm working at. And there were three wild turkeys just hanging out in the parking lot. And it's mm-hmm. really funny, there was a spirit Halloween next door uh to the Trader Joe's and it it's now done for the season. Uh Uh-huh. But it's really funny the the turkeys came like up to the door. And like if the the store had been open, like it would have opened they would have opened the doors. (laughs) Because it's one of those motion detector ones. But uh it just it really looked like they were looking for discounted Halloween gear. That would be amazing. That was it was it was very amusing. Um, Oh, speaking of that, uh, did you do what I did and the day after Halloween go out to scoop up
1: some clearance Halloween stuff? That was our intention, but we both had really busy work days. So by the time it came time to do that, it was already, you know, past sunset and logically thinking anything good would have been gone. By then,
0: I mean, probably it, it's funny because we all know that it's coming the clearance, and but the thing is, you never know what's going to be left over, right? But I did scoop up some really great stuff, um, a, a few little of like the styrofoam gravestones, okay, and and um, a little. I thought this was really cool. It's like a. A silhouette and it comes with a light so that it can shine a uh like a, a bit it casts a big shadow on on a wall or on the side of your house. And so yeah. Grim Reaper. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is gonna be so perfect. Cause I had a bunch of like ghosty type stuff this year. So next year it's gonna be all like ghosts and graves and like a Grim Reaper silhouette projected on the side of the house. Like this is gonna be good.
1: Awesome. I'm excited for you. That'll be fun. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. But uh, that said, I believe we ended last episode uh, with a little bit of a teaser for our audience um, suggesting that we would keep the spooky season going just a little bit longer for everyone. Uh, And we're going to give everyone like, I think you said it was like the hair of the dog.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so So, we have part two of our Creepypasta series to share with everyone today. Um, I haven't gotten to tell my story yet. Are you ready to to get into this, Chris? I am so
0: ready. I, I cannot wait to hear this story. It was so fun doing the ones last week. So I'm excited to see what you picked out. Okay, let's get into it. All right, Patrick. So it's your turn and you're gonna and it sounds like you picked out a longer story. Let's I let's build up
1: this uh,
0: <laughs> creepy atmosphere.
1: I did choose a longer story, and this is something that is a creepy pasta. Uh I've watched YouTube videos about it for a couple of years. And if you're wondering why are there YouTube videos about this creepy pasta, because there are many people out there that think that this is not a creepy pasta but a real life serial killer.
0: Ooh, yes, I I have a very uh good idea of what what this one
1: might be. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to be telling you all uh the tale of Jeff the Killer. Very simple, straightforward, that's his name, don't wear it out. Okay, all right. Okay, so I'm gonna go over um not just the story, but kind of like the the origins, the history, um the folklore, the actual creepypasta story, um, and then why people think that this is based on a true person. So Chris, you wake up at 3 a.m. disturbed by some subtle shifting around within your room. Ooh. Popping up on one arm, you survey the room looking for some source of the noise, hoping beyond hope that you won't find one. At first, your hopes are raised. Everything seems to be silent. Everything seems to be still. But it isn't. From behind a long concealing drape of the curtain, a voice says in a low hiss whisper, go back to sleep. Nope, nope, <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope, there's no way that's happening.
1: <laughs> right. Suddenly, you know what's about to happen and exactly who is waiting to meet you. As recognizable and widely known as he is feared, Jess the Killer, the infamous villain of numerous stories littering the internet, is one of the best known and the most widely referenced creepypasta characters. To have emerged from the shadowy corners of the web over the past few decades.
0: Interesting. See, now I thought you were gonna go uh, with Slenderman.
1: No, see, we covered Slenderman. Yeah, when I had the Slenderman murders, uh, which that again is someone that people think might be real, not necessarily a person, more mm-hmm. of a, but a a thing, a phenomenon. Yeah. A yeah, um, but Jeff is supposedly possibly a real person oh okay but exactly who or what is this infamous uh demon of the darkness where did the character come from how has it evolved and from which horrific pit of hell or the internet did the haunting image of jeff emerge which i will show you the picture uh and actually chris maybe if you just want to do a A Google search real quick. Image search, Jeff the Killer, so you can see what I'm talking about. Oh my
0: gosh. I'm I'm afraid to to see what I eyes are
1: haunting.
0: Okay. Oh God. (laughs) I I love hearing. I've seen this uh um image before somewhere in some corner of the internet. Um I did not know that he had a name. Oh my gosh, it is.
1: Well, you're it's, welcome. It's, I, yeah, I thank hope you. you. Have I hope you have uh, a good time sleeping tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if, if anyone really wants to get really freaked out, I'm sure we'll post maybe a few of these images on our socials, like Facebook and Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that is a terrifying, very sunken in eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. Very um, like, uh, featureless face. Yeah, aside like, from those freaking eyes and that mouth.
0: Yeah, like there, the there's not really a nose to be had. It's more of like a a slight bump and very like toothy grin. Ugh, and like this long stringy black hair mm-hmm Ooh. okay i need to i'm just gonna close this window now and <laughs> um do my best to pretend like i never saw it.
1: you're welcome <laughs> um for those of you listeners who may be unfamiliar with jeff the killer the most widely known creepypasta you can find information about him by doing a quick google search Or just stay tight and listen to moi. The story is usually linked to a version of the image that Chris just saw, in which the character is shown to be noseless, with bleached white skin, a leering permanent grin, and lank black hair. For a quick overview of Jeff's life, this is how it typically goes. At 13 years old, Jeffrey Allen Woods, or Jeff C. Hodek, depending upon who you ask, moved with his parents and his brother Lou to a new town. There, Jeff and his siblings encountered three bullies and were threatened with knives. Jeff was able to beat up the bullies, with Lou taking the blame for the assault and being carted off by the ever-reliable police. Guilt-ridden and depressed at having let Lou take the blame for his actions, Jeff's day got even worse when he met the bullies again and was horribly burnt in an attack with alcohol and bleach. This burning resulted in Jeff being permanently scarred, his skin bleached, and uh, physically his mind snapped. Upon being discharged for some reason, his doctors apparently attributing Jeff's insane behavior to the painkillers he's taking... Jeff arrived home and proceeds to make a bad situation worse by purposely mutilating his already disfigured face, cutting a permanent smile into his mouth and cheeks, and burning off his eyelids so that he can always see his face. Which Ooh. I don't understand the logic in that.
0: I thought he would he would do that too, uh, um, so he could always see if someone's coming. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe. But also, like cutting the permanent smile like reminds me of the glass glow smile have you ever heard of that
0: no i haven't heard of that one
1: um so you know how the joker character has those scars going up his cheeks yeah directions? yeah so that's what's called a glass glow smile uh because the mob in glass is it Glasgow or glass glow uh
0: glasgow
1: glasgow um yeah so the mobsters in glasgow are notorious for doing that to their victims
0: oh interesting
1: mm-hmm. so after jeff did all this self-harm he went on to kill both of his parents and his brother lou meeting them with the instructions to go to sleep before stabbing them and disappearing on a wilder and less decriminating killing spree which it would seem continues to this day
0: Ooh. <laughs> It seems weird that that wasn't Lou the one who took the fall for him?
1: Yeah. Well, Lou got blamed. Did he willingly take the fall? We oh, don't okay. know. He just okay. got blamed for it. Gotcha. So according to the creepypasta explanations of Jeff's fixed grin is due to the scarring he inflicted upon himself. His eyes stare widely because he burnt them off and his skin is lily white, Uh, Due to the bleach and alcohol attack. The photograph that you can find by Google searching Jeff the killer face. um, Accompanies the stories. And it looks like a cross between Michael Jackson and maybe a dolphin. It's just very (laughs) pale with long black hair, but also no real features. Kind of like a dolphin. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, Interesting. Wow. this is just what there i goes. find okay <laughs> it is widely known not only from the many creepy pastas using the character but die to its widespread use in the screamer videos along jeff's famous catchphrase go to sleep however it seems that the details of exactly how jeff the killer ended up with his appearance corresponding as they do to the image were retrofitted, with rationales being written to match the image rather than the other way around. As with many creepypasta characters, there seems to have been an, um major element to Jeff the Killer's creation. What does the word ekphrastic mean? Do you know? Uh, how do you spell it? Ekphrastic? E-K-P-H-R-A-S-T-I-C oh gosh no idea (laughs) I didn't know either Um, and I almost thought it was a typo but apparently ekphrastic means basically based on or inspired by a work of art and that's a phrase that people use when they are talking about Jeff the Killer now while most wouldn't look at the image of Jeff the Killer and regard it as an art form It is commonly agreed that the image upon which the story of Jeff the Killer is based actually predates the words making up his story, meaning that creators began with the creepy image and then wrote his story from there. Therefore, to really get a handle on the origins of Jeff the Killer, it is first necessary to divide the investigation into two parts. First, we need to look at the origin of the image of Jeff the Killer that accompanied the original story, not to mention the many derivative stories and memes that have evolved from it, and then look at where the story that grew out of the image came from. Interestingly, the original Jeff the Killer image and its origin has developed a mythology of its own, with various competing theories and bogus explanations being put forward. So let's have a go at unpacking them. The first noted appearance of the famous image is way back from 2005 on a Japanese message board. The image later appeared in a Japanese YouTube video, um, which has a Japanese title. I cannot read it. (laughs) Uh, But the clip identified by some as a scary film project in which names and ages of future victims were listed. The video was uploaded in August of 2007 and features a fleeting glimpse of Jeff the killer image, which can be seen on a screen at the four minutes, 11 second mark, followed by the words, good night, which may be an early incarnation of the famous go to sleep catchphrase with which Jeff is associated. So that this video without a backstory or explanation existed before the story or even the name Jeff the Killer surfaced seems to confirm that it was indeed the image that came first. The association of the image with the name Jeff the Killer or any related title came in 2008 when a user on the forum Newgrounds uploaded the image using the name Killer Jeff with the somewhat dubious claim that the image was a self-portrait depicting themselves.
0: Oh, that's interesting. You know, when you mentioned uh, a, like a work of art, it kind of made me think like, oh, is this character based on the famous, the screen, like The Scream? Uh-huh. <laughs> but a little bit uh, different take on it.
1: He also kind of looks like um, the character from Saw. Yes, yeah,
0: a little bit, uh, like the, um, what is the
1: clown doll?
0: Yeah, yeah, with that pale skin and the wide eyes
1: and the black hair. Yeah. Shortly following the first association of the photograph with the name, the fish, the first incarnation of anything resembling an actual story for Jeff the Killer was a video uploaded by Cior on October 3rd, 2008, with some sources claiming Seesure and the previous Newgrounds uploader, Killer Jeff, to be the same person. The original video, which notably contained music by the Pixies, has been claimed by its creator as the original Jeff the Killer origin story, and indeed does predate the more well-known Creepypasta versions.
0: Hmm.
1: Additionally, it's worth noting that Seesure has been critical of the details given in later incarnations of the story, insisting, presumably in reference to his original conception of the character, that bullies were not involved in the accident that led to Jeff's altered appearance, but rather he slipped on some soap while carrying acid he intended to use to clean the drains in his bathroom. Cesor has also pointed out in his version that Jeff does not kill his parents and brother and even has a different real name. Jeff C. Hodek rather than Jeff Wood. So this is the tale that uh Cecor is saying after the creepy pots has come out about, you know, the bullies and the parents and all that. He's like, no, no, that's not how it happened.
0: Interesting. So it's kind of laying claim to the origin story rather than just letting anybody just take it where they want.
1: Mm-hmm. And later creepypasta tales of Jeff the killer upon which the above synopsis is based also have a somewhat convoluted history. Despite being very popular, the original version uploaded in 2011 was, this, was derided by many as being weakly told and of low quality with many insisting that the story did not meet the quality assurance standards of the site. It was eventually moved from Creepypasta to a sister site dedicated to badly written Creepypastas. (laughs) Oh man, they should have started there. Yeah, it's like the spaghettios version of pasta. (laughs) However, owing to the popularity of the character, this removal prompted many users to simply re-upload the story. In an attempt to placate these fans to establish a better version of Jeff's story, a competition was launched in 2015 to create a remake. The winning story, which exists in an uncut longer version and a shorter version, was written by Kay Banning Kellum, and it's the version with which most people today are familiar with. Expert from a local newspaper, Ominous Unknown Killer is still at large, is how this version starts. After weeks of unexplained murders, the Ominous Unknown Killer is still on the rise. After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely tells his story. I had a bad dream, and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There in the little ray of light illuminating from between my curtains were a pair of two eyes. These weren't regular eyes. They were dark. They were bordered in all black and just plain out terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth a long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it a simple phrase, but said it in a way only a madman could speak. He said, go to sleep. I let out a scream. That's what sent him at me. He pulled up a knife aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought him back. I kicked, I punched, I rolled around, trying to knock him off me. That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife and went into my dad's shoulder. The man probably would have finished him off if one of the neighbors hadn't alerted the police.
0: Wow, apparently they've got a a great neighborhood watch in this neighborhood.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash, like glass breaking. As I came out of my room, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. I looked out to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. I'll never forget that face. Those cold, evil eyes, and that psychotic smile. They will never leave my head. Police are still on the lookout for this man. If you see anyone that fits the description in the story, please contact your local police department. Jeff and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it would be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain, though. A new, better house. What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbors came by. Hello, she said, I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, I just wanted to introduce myself and to introduce my son. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy, these are our new neighbors. Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard. Well, said Jeff's mom, I'm Margaret, and this is my husband, Peter, and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday party. Jeff and his brother were about to object when their mother said that they would love to. When Jeff and his family are done packing, Jeff went up to his mom. Mom, why would you invite us to some kid's party? If you haven't noticed, I'm not some dumb kid. Jeff, said his mother. We just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now we're going to that party, and that's final. Jeff started to talk, but stopped himself, knowing that he couldn't do anything. Whenever his mom said something, it was final. He walked up to his room and plopped on his bed. He sat there, looking at his ceiling, when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but off feeling. He dismissed it as just some random feeling. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and then he walked down to get it. The next day, Jeff went downstairs to get breakfast and got ready for school. As he sat there eating his cereal, he once again got that feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain, but he once again dismissed it. As he and Lou finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. They sat there waiting for the bus. And then, all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them only inches above their laps. They both jumped back in surprise. Hey, what the hell? The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hands. The kid seemed to be about 12, one year younger than Jeff. He was wearing an Air Apostle shirt and ripped blue jeans.
0: Wow, this what, kid seems so cool.
1: He is. He like, I mean, so trendy. Air Apostle ripped <laughs> jeans. Hello, two thousand six. <laughs> well, well, well. It looks like we got some new meat. Suddenly, two other kids appeared. One was super skinny, and the other was huge. Well. Since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid. He had a mopey face that you would expect a sidekick to have. And he's Troy. They looked over at the larger kid. This kid looked like he didn't... I'm not going to say this. It is offensive. Um, I will not say that. So we got a skinny kid, a bigger kid. And I, said the first kid and Randy. Now, for all the kids in this neighborhood, there is a small price for bus fare, if you catch my drift. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of this kid, when one of his friends pulled a knife on him. I hoped you would be more cooperative, but it seems we must do this the hard way. The kid walked up to Lou and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now it was really strong, like a burning sensation. He stood up, but Lou gestured him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the bully. Listen here, you punk. Give back my brother's wallet or else. Randy put the wallet in his pocket and pulled out his own knife. Oh, and what will you do? Just as he finished his sentence, Jeff popped the kid in the nose. As Randy reached for his face, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. Randy screamed, and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm. Keith dropped his knife and fell to the ground screaming. Troy rushed to him, but Jeff didn't need the knife. He just punched Troy straight in the stomach, and Troy went down. As he fell, he puked all over. Oh, well. Lou could do nothing but look in amazement.
0: Yeah, wow. Uh, Jeff being the vigilante, uh, defender of his brother,
1: and all the other children of the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, yeah. Imagine how many other kids had to pay the the fine to or pay the fare to
1: just avoid getting bullied. Hmm. Jeff, how do you? Was all he said. They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. As Jeff and Lou made it to school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Lou just thought of that his brother was beating up a few kids, but Jeff knew it was more. It was something, something scary. As he got that feeling, he felt how powerful it was. The urge to just hurt, or even more, someone.
0: Oh, so Jeff has a very, a very specific set of skills. Yes. And it sounds like he might have uh, just unlocked something that was buried deep
1: inside. hmm He didn't like how it sounded saying it out loud, but he couldn't help feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire rest of the day. Even as he walked home, due to the whole thing near the bus stop and how now he probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore, he felt happy. (laughs) When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was, and he said in a somewhat ominous voice, it was wonderful. Next morning, he heard a knock at the front door. He walked down to find two police officers at the door, his mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff, these officers tell me that you attacked three kids, that it wasn't regular fighting, and that they were stabbed. Stabbed! Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. But Mom, they were the ones who pulled the knives out on me and Lou. Son, said one of the cops, we found three kids, two stabbed, one having bruises to, to his stomach, and we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now what does that tell us? Jeff knew it was to no use. He could say him and Lou had been attacked, but then there was no proof of it. They couldn't say that they weren't fleeing because the truth be told they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself or Lou. Son, call down your brother. Jeff couldn't do it, since it was he who beat up all the kids. Sir, it it was me. I was the one who beat up the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, but he couldn't stop me. The cop looked at his partner, and they both nodded. Well, looks like it'll be a year in juvie for you well I it's very much
0: against the whole like innocent until proven guilty right
1: of. yep and like we don't need a trial we're just gonna yeah. throw you away wait says Lou they all look up to see him holding a knife the officers pulled their guns and locked them in
0: really just cause he's holding a knife
1: yeah it's like a 10 year old with a knife it was me I beat up those punks I have the marks to prove it He lifted up his sleeves to reveal cuts and bruises as if he was in a struggle. Just put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it to the ground. He put his hands up and walked over. No, Lou, it was me. I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. Poor bro, trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. The police led Lou out to the patrol car. Lou, tell them it was me. Tell them. I was one who beat up those kids. Jeff's mother put her hands on his shoulders. Jeff, please, you don't have to lie. We know it's Lou. You can stop. Jeff watched helplessly as the cop's car sped off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled in the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something was wrong. Son? Son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords were strained from crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news. After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house, seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. He couldn't look at them. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was all his fault. He went upstairs and went to sleep, trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no word from Lou at the uh, correctional facility. Wow. They just just went right ahead and locked him up. Yep. According to this story. Yeah. No friends to hang out with. Nothing but sadness and guilt. That was until Saturday when Jeff was woken up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Jeff, it's the day she said as she opened the curtains and let light in to flood his room. "'What? What's today?' he asked as he stirred awake. "'It's Billy's party!' "'Mom, you're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after—' "'Jeff, we know what happened. I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past few days. Now get dressed.' Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get ready herself. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a random shirt and a pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up, his mother in a dress and his father in a suit. He thought, why would they ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party? "'Son, is that all you're going to wear?' asked Jeff's mom." what was he wearing just like a swimsuit (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't have any fancy clothes he yelled we'll just pick something out he went to his room looked around in his closet what he could call fancy he found a pair of black dress pants he had for special occasions and an undershirt he couldn't find a shirt to go with it though He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts, none of which go with dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. Which I think striped shirts probably go better than a hoodie, just my opinion.
0: With dress pants? It's like, so he does? It sounds like he does have nice clothes, he just doesn't know where they are.
1: Exactly. They're somewhere. (laughs) They just (laughs) moved. I'm sure he hasn't
0: unpacked. Okay,
1: that's, that's a fair point. You're wearing that, both of his parents said. His mother looked at her watch. Oh, no time to change. Let's just go. She said this as she herded Jeff and his father out the door. They knocked on the door and it appeared, or rather they crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked on the door and it appeared that Barbara, just like his parents, way overdressed. As they walked inside, all Jeff could see were adults, no kids. The kids are out in the yard, Jeff. How about you go and meet some of them, said Barbara. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They are running around in weird cowboy costumes and shooting each other with plastic water guns. He might as well be standing in a Toys R Us. Suddenly, a kid came up to him, handed him a gun and hat. Hey, want to play? He said. <laughs> Does it say play like play with, with like a W? Yeah. So it's like a little kid learning yeah. how to talk. <laughs> uh, no, kid. I'm way too old for this. The kid looked at him with a weird puppy dog face. Please, said the kid. <laughs> Fine, said Jeff. He put on the hat and started to pretend to shoot at the kids. At first, he thought it was ridiculous. But then he started to actually have fun. It might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off of Lou. So he played with the kids for a while until he heard a noise. A weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Jeff dropped the fake gun and ripped off the hat. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Hello jeff is it he said we have some unfinished business jeff saw his bruised nose i think we're even i beat the crap out of you and you got my brother sent to juby randy got an angry look in his eyes oh no i don't go for even i go for winning you may have kicked our asses that one time but not today as he said that randy rushed at jeff they both fell to the ground Randy punched Jeff in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. Jeff pushed Randy off of him, and both rose to their feet. Kids were screaming, and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns out of their back pockets. Oh, God, like actual guns. Yes, these kids aren't messing around. Also, where are these children's
0: parents? And also, why are they not locking up their guns? Yes,
1: no one interrupts this or your guts will fly they shouted randy then pulled a knife on jeff and stabbed it into his shoulder jeff screamed and fell to his knees randy started kicking him in the face after three kicks jeff grabs his foot and twists it causing randy to fall to the ground jeff stood up and walked towards the back door Troy grabbed him, which I would not walk to the back door. Pretty sure I would be running. Yeah. Also, why
0: is why are not our adults not intervening in this? Exactly. The, all I mean, the kids are screaming.
1: What are they doing?
0: Yeah. Granted, there are children with guns, which is <laughs> which that is a nightmare in itself. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay.
1: Need some help? He picked Jeff, Jeff up by the back from the collar and threw him to the patio door. As Jeff tried to stand, he was kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly started kicking him until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Jeff, fight me. He picked Jeff up and threw him into the kitchen. Randy saw a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashed the glass over Jeff's head.
0: Wow, there's vodka at this kid's party?
1: I mean, parents got to have fun somehow.
0: (laughs) That's the real reason why it was so well attended, is that the the parents were all going to get drunk.
1: Come on, fight me. He threw Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff, look at me. I'm right here. Jeff glanced up with his face riddled with blood. I was one who got your brother sent to Juvie. And now you're just going to sit here and let him rot in there for a whole year? You should be ashamed. Jeff got up. Oh, finally, you can stand and fight. Jeff was now to his feet, blood and vodka running down his face. Once again, he got that strange feeling, the one in which he hasn't felt for a few days. Finally, he's up, shouted Randy as he ran at Jeff. That's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snapped. His psyche is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. He grabbed Randy and pile drove him to the ground. He got on top of him and punched him straight in the heart. The punch causes Randy's heart to stop. As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers down on him. Punch after punch, blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies.
0: Wow, uh, I guess Jeff studied under the, like, enter the fist, like, (laughs) uh, like, I'm thinking of, like, a 70s karate movie, like, might as well just, like, punched through his chest and ripped out his beating heart.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, um... Of like Kill Bill when yes. she's training at like how to like punch in certain parts because she killed someone. <laughs> I won't spoil it. There she killed go. someone, uh, by just with her fingers, just like hitting in perfect spots on the person's chest.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So everyone was looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff saw the guns trained on him and ran for the stairs. As he ran, Troy and Keith let out fire on him, each shot missing. Jeff ran up the stairs. He heard Troy and Keith follow up. As they let out their final rounds of bullets, Jeff ducked into the bathroom. He grabbed the towel rack and ripped it off the wall. Wow,
0: this is like like Jeff has some uh like Jason Bourne type energy yep. about him, uh-huh. and then also I love that they they use the the horror movie trope. Of course, he runs up the stairs, not like out the front door to try and get away. No, he goes up the stairs where there's no
1: escape. Right. So Troy and Keith race into the bathroom, knives ready. Troy swings his knife at Jeff who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. He's more agile than Troy, though, and ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack. He dropped the knife and grabbed Jeff by the neck. He pushed him into the wall. A thing of bleach fell down on top of him from the top shelf. It burnt both of them, and they had both started to scream.
0: Okay, so it's just like an open bottle of bleach just hanging out like they have I guess. The, the child safe caps. Should, maybe, maybe this was a
1: different era. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. Or I mean, or just a lax house. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff wiped his eyes as best as he could. He pulled back the towel rack and swung it straight into Keith's head. As he lay there, bleeding to death, he let out an ominous smile. "'What's so funny?' asked Jeff. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. "'What's funny,' he said, "'is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol.' Jeff's eyes widened as Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as the flame made contact, the flames ignited the alcohol in the vodka. While the alcohol burned him, the bleach bleached his skin. Jeff let out a terrible screech as he caught on fire, He tried to roll out of the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol had made him a walking inferno. He ran down the hall and fell down the stairs. Everybody started screaming as they saw Jeff. Now a boy on fire. Dropped to the ground, nearly dead.
0: This boy is on fire!
1: (laughs) (laughs) The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flame. That's when he passed out. Jeff's mother screamed at the sight. And Lou and Jeff's dad just could stare in awestruck. What? What happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of the bed and then ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of the distress. His face. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face was turned into a pure white color, and his hair cinched from brown to black. He slowly put his hand to his face. It had a sort of leathery feel to it now. He looked back at his family, then back at the mirror. Jeff, said Lou. It's not that bad. Not that bad, said Jeff. It's perfect. His family was equally surprised.
0: (laughs) It's like, oh, good. He's taking this rather well.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Not that bad. It's perfect. As I already said, Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. His parents noticed that his left eye had an a uh, new un new uh like twitch type character
0: <laughs> a little uh, tick,
1: if you will. yes. um, Jeff, are you okay? Okay. I've never been better. Look at me. This face goes perfectly with me. He couldn't stop laughing. He stroked his face, feeling it, looking at it in the mirror. What caused this? Well, you may recall that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind. Well, you may recall that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind, his sanity, snapped. Now, he was left as a killing machine that his parents did not know about. Doctor. Said Jeff's mom, is my son all right? You know? Oh, yes. This behavior is typical for patients that have taken very large amounts of painkillers. If his behavior doesn't change in a few weeks, bring him back here and we'll give him a psychological test. Oh, thank you, doctor. Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Sweetie, it's time to go home. Jeff looked away from the mirror, his face still formed into a unnerving smile okay mommy (laughs) his his mother took him by the shoulder and took him to get his clothing
0: that's what always a red flag there's any anyone beyond like a small child calling their mom mommy
1: Uh uh-huh this is what came in said the lady at the desk Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and the white hoodie her son wore. Now they're clean of blood and stitched together, which why don't you just bring him new clothing? Right. Yeah. Just it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Jeff's mother led him to his room and made him put on his clothes. Then they left, not knowing that this was their final day together. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to a sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks. Oof! Jeff, what are you doing? shouted his mother. Jeff looked over. I couldn't keep smiling, Mommy. It hurt. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes ringed in black. Jeff, your eyes! His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face, Mommy. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burned off my eyelids so I can see forever. See myself. I love my new face. Oh, wow. That's a, v- a little, little vein. <laughs> Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing that her son was not okay. What's wrong, mommy? Aren't I beautiful? Yes, son," she said. "Yes, you are. Let let me go get your dad so he can see your new face." She ran to the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. "Honey, get the gun." We. She stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. What?
0: <laughs> what? I like. She doesn't have a, a better plan other than like. Well, we got to kill this kid before he kills us.
1: I know. I'm like, dang. (laughs) That's That's a ruthless mother. True motherly love right there. Mommy, you lied. That was the last thing they heard as Jeff rushed toward them with the knife, gutting them both.
0: Wow. His
1: brother Lou woke up, startled by a noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep. I was on the border of slumber. He got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked up before Jeff's hand covered his mouth. He slowly raised a knife, ready to plunge it into Lou. Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape. Shh, Jeff said. Just go to sleep. Ooh. And so that is the... Um, The winner of the new Jeff the Killer uh, Creepypasta. However, as mentioned, um, there are other possible stories of Jeff, and which one is the true Creepypasta and which one may be the true story is up for debate. While the story I just read explains the backstory of the Creepypasta itself, the question remains... Where did that image come from in the first place? Here's where fact and fiction begin to blur, with even the photograph's origins being obscured by half-truth, half-myth. For some time, it was believed the photograph was a Photoshop-manipulated image of a girl identified as Katie Robinson. The story went that this young girl, who was considered by some internet trolls, was eventually driven to suicide over online bullies due to her weight. Her image was then photoshopped and used as the basis for the most widely known Jeff the Killer image. It's a tragic story, which though it exists entirely separately from Jeff the Killer Creepypasta, it lends Jeff's image of the bleach skinned wide-eyed smiler an even more sinister aspect and a legitimate reason to find the image unnerving, depicting as it did not only not only a deceased girl, but a victim of the same species of bullying that the fictional character endured.
0: Oh, interesting. So there really was a real girl. Yeah. In that, that they think that this original image was based on. Mm hmm. Oh, that is, that does give it a, a new layer of creepiness because it's, it's like a haunted image, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And and the and then that there's that intention behind it, uh, that kind of would go with a curse or something like that,
1: it's right? Very, very
0: much like the grudge or the ring, yeah, very yeah. much
1: so. The Katie Robinson story and the entire idea that Jeff the Killer image used the photograph of a deceased girl as its basis. However, was debunked. The girl featured in the photograph, alleged to belong to the unfortunate Miss Robinson, is actually a girl named Heather White, who has confirmed that the image alleged to have been manipulated have nothing to do with the famous image of Jeff the Killer. So, wom. Womp.
0: <laughs> so I'll be interested to hear what her story is.
1: Right. Another theory, which has gained traction in recent years, is that the original photograph was of an unnamed girl. This girl, who is allegedly to have been crying for attention, was said to have used the images in which the flash from the camera or monitor illuminated and overexposed her face, giving it the bleached-out white appearance familiar from Jeff the Killer images. Which, this, like, white-out image, uh, I remember being really popular when I was uh, late high school, early college, so... 2006 2007 i remember it was like very trendy to like bleach out your face
0: oh yeah and i i can picture this exactly where like the 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 flash basically or like the 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 light source being in front of the subject and being so bright that yeah it basically kind of uh whites out your like some of your main main features kind of leaving just the darker parts like your lips or your eyes or something to kind of they kind of pop out more
1: because her image was subsequently screenshotted and used by another anonymous user who then posed as her using the photograph to ask, Am I pretty? (laughs) Oh, that is that's spooky. That this this sounds a
0: lot more realistic.
1: Yeah. Responding to what seemed to be naked self-promotion or hunting for sympathy clicks, viewers of the image gradually added to a thread in which they manipulated the image more so that it gradually became more and more distorted. These photoshopped images are believed by some to evolve into the original Jeff the Killer photographs. So that's one theory at least, and currently the one that seems to be giving the most credence, I think.
0: Yeah, that sounds that sounds very much like the Internet, like taking an original piece and then like tweaking it and tweaking it, tweaking it and kind of it's it's like digital evolution. (laughs) And then until it becomes something completely different and maybe even unrecognizable of what the original source material was.
1: Right. Other theories as to the image's origin are that the root image is in fact simply a manipulative photograph. ...of Jeff the Killer's original poster, Sissier, wearing a latex mask. This is actually what he claims, though the fact that the image has been identified in videos and other sources... ...a number of years before he posted his story makes his claim seem a little unreliable.
0: Mm-hmm. There, There's a, a very distinct timeline here, it
1: seems. As is the theory that the image of, of manipulation of the overly attached girlfriend meme because of the similarly wide-eyed and smiling pose. This theory can be debunked almost immediately, owing to the fact that the meme in question features an image from 2012, meaning that came into existence long after the earliest known version of the Jeff image and indeed the original Jeff the Killer story. So, so far, the farthest back anyone has been able to trace the image is to a Japanese site mentioned earlier, where two versions of the image were found. Both faces are noseless, the one has added contour shading around the eyes and the area where the nose would be. It has also been noted that the two images have different eye shapes, with one looking more like the eyes of a stuffed toy or cartoon character. Though they seem to be less widely acknowledged, a number of other pop culture characters have clearly influenced the evolution of Jeff the Killer. Most prominent among these is the DC villain and Batman arch-nemesis, the Joker. Not only does this character share the clown-like combination of a white face and maniacal smile, but in Tim Burton's version, his face is disfigured by an accent with chemicals, a trope which is also present in various versions of Jeff the Killer story. In Christopher Nolan's version, meanwhile, the noticeably scared Joker is thought to have deliberately cut his own face in order to create a fixed grin, telling various conflicting stories throughout the film as to how he was scarred in the first place. Again, this is a trope employed in the Jeff Killer stories. Both the Joker and Jeff the Killer can trace their origins further back to the early black and white classics, The Man Who Laughed with a Tragic Hero, has a fixed maniacal smile throughout. So I guess The Man Who Laughed is an old black and white classic. Check it out. Oh, that, uh, that sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Even less discussed is the obvious influence of Japanese manga, character Ichi the Killer, who not only shares virtually the same name as Jeff, but has a fondness for knives and homicide, and also sports a badly scarred mouth twisted into a permanent smile. Hmm. Um so why is Jeff the Killer so possible or popular? What do you think, Chris?
0: I think it 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 really touches on so many of our base fears, you know, especially the the sleep one. Um I feel like it taps into a little bit of the Freddy Krueger like frighteningness um because it seems like Jeff the killer strikes when you're at your most vulnerable, which is when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that state between like awake and asleep, you know it's it's hard to tell reality from fiction and yes, uh, I and I think that is something that will always frighten us. Um, yeah, i I mean the the origin story uh and and the general look makes it seem like it's not very plausible but uh i'm i, I think it's a very intriguing story um uh, i'm really hoping that there's not a real jeff out there <laughs> i don't think there would be i think he'd be pretty easy to
1: identify
0: yeah but... unless he is a supernatural creature that can like yes. disappear
1: Uh uh-huh um yeah so some people do speculate that it is a real person though um and you know i think of like uh the oh my gosh they just caught him this past year the calif infamous california serial killer um
0: oh yeah the um the golden state killer yes
1: golden state killer uh I'm thinking of, of him, how he would come in while people were sleeping. And that's exactly what Jeff the killer is doing. Like, is Jeff also maybe possibly based on people like that? Who knows? Right. Oh, I... uh
0: Definitely, I'm going to be thinking about that a lot, and here it is. It's getting dark, and <laughs> I better make sure that my uh, windows are firmly shut.
1: Well, it, it's getting towards the end of the day, so I, I hope that you can go to sleep without <laughs> someone whispering in your ear.
0: Ugh. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> All right, well... Um, just to let everyone know, I got all my information from creepypasta.com slash Jeff the killer backslash. So if you want to read more, there's also some YouTube videos on Jeff the killer. If anyone wants to check those out, just type in Jeff the killer on YouTube. And then if you're dying to see this beautiful face of a creature, uh, Jeff the killer, I will be posting those on our Instagram and Facebook.
0: That sounds Amazing! This sounds like a great way to do, to get stuck down like a rabbit hole because I feel like one thing will lead you to another to another. This character seems very very fascinating. So, uh, if you want to stay up all night, we've got you covered.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go down creepy possum and be up for days.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, well, thank you so much for covering that. And thank you for keeping the creepy vibes going after Halloween is technically over. But like you said, it will live on in our hearts all all year round.
1: Yes, it sure will. And for all of our listeners, thank you for coming in and listening to my tale. We will be back to our regular scheduled programming next week yes. where things will be spooky, but in a not so fun way um so get ready for some intriguing true crime murder mysteries coming your way and until next time bye bye.